Blog Talk Radio. Where's my music? Come on! Animal here on January 28th, 2015. I'm going to calm right down. People don't like me doing the same thing all the time, so I have to adopt new identities, but I don't have a really good mic, so it's really hard. That's my excuse. Anyway, I'm going to get right into it. Last week, this week, one week, I read an article in Inc. Magazine, Inc., I-N-C. Magazine by somebody named Lolly Daskal. I've seen her name around, but I don't know who she is. Anyway, the article's called 65 Quotes That Will Dare You to Do Great Things. But I think after reading it, that it should have been called You've Gotta Be Reckless to Lead a Real Life. It's some kind of crazy pep talk, and I'm going to prove my point by telling you some of the stuff they've got there. Here's the number one quote, or quote number one. Whichever way you want it, here it is. Only people who go too far can find out how far they can really go. Only people who go too far doubt how far they can really go. You know who said that? T.S. Eliot. Did you take English? He's famous. A famous fuddy-duddy. Would you tell your kids that? Doesn't that sound like encouragement to overstep legitimate boundaries. It does to me. Yeah, kid, you might break your neck if you ski down Killer Hill, but if you don't try it, you'll never know what you can really do. Here's another quote. If you're not willing to risk the unusual, you're going to have to settle for the ordinary. Who said that? Jimmy Rowland, the famous business pep talk guy. Does that make ordinary life sound good getting a steady job so you can support your family no it makes you want to do something weird it makes you want to be a beatnik here's another if you're offered a seat on a rocket ship just get on some rocket ships explode we know it's true but who cares about that that's cheryl sandberg hey lean in yeah baby you've never been on a rocket ship andre gide I'll go international. You can't discover a new ocean until you have the guts to lose sight of the shore. Let me ask you something. Does that sound like something that would appeal to someone who's 18 or someone who's 40 or someone who's 40 or someone who's 18? I mean, if you're recruiting somebody and she was hesitating to make a move, could you use any of these lines on her? you got to leave the shore behind. <laughs> you got to lose yourself. I don't think so. It would sound like a ridiculous con job. She's got responsibilities. Here's a few more. Just to pound it in before we get to the show. If things seem under control, you're not going fast enough. Mario Andretti. Always go with your passions. Never ask yourself if it's realistic. Deepak Chopra genius uh, you've got to risk your life every six months to stay alive Ilya kazan he lived to be over 90 leap and the net will appear leap 
and the net will appear. Allegedly, that's a, a Zen saying. It's very Zen. But personally, I don't have the guts to follow this advice. I'm going to stick with the well-traveled path. And Jerry, Jerry, yeah. what path is that? <laughs> the recruiting animal show. that one for you. You kind of stopped in the middle. Yeah, my, my timing was off. My timing was off. Okay. I was I was picturing, you know, you said leap and the net will appear. Uh, I remember and in high did. school, there, there was a guy that did that at a Pink Floyd concert uh-huh. on acid, I guess. Uh, yeah. The net did not appear, <laughs> unfortunately so. Yeah. Okay. Jerry, before we introduce... The guest, okay? Yes, animal. I, I'm under the impression, just from reading on Facebook, that you've okay. got a beef. You've got a beef that you might like to get off your chest today, don't you? A little uh, bit, yeah, a little bit. You want me to set it up, or you just want to tell us? Would you? Would you? I mean, you're so good at that. Okay, there was a list in. of the most influential recruiters. A hundred. It wasn't just ten. It was a hundred, and Jerry... Wasn't yeah. on it, and he thinks there's something no, wrong with no, that. No, because I wasn't on it. At, at first, I thought it was a list of the top 100 HR ladies. Yeah. And then I realized Matt Charney isn't in HR. Oh. So I wasn't sure what the list was even all about. Okay, it was. A I want to animal. I want to have a list. Unlike any of these other ones, all they're doing is just doing a, a Twitter search or some kind of keyword crap thing. One person's doing this, coming up with their own list. I say that you and I need to come up with a People's Choice Award for recruiters. Let's get 500 or 1,000 recruiters to send us their top five people that they think are just great, for whatever reason, uh-huh. in recruiting. Yeah. It'll have nothing to do with Twitter. I mean, it might, it might be Steve Finkel. Could be Scott Love. Could be anybody. Could be you. I doubt it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it could be you. Well, okay, um, so so we need to find a way. We're going to have we're going to take a poll of the entire globe. That's the list that people hey, want Jerry, to be let's, on. Let's get to the These other lists are crap. No. I'll tell you right now, you can't do that. Nobody. I sure can, dude. These recruiters are so lazy. You know, two or three of them will do something for you. The rest will just sit there and watch. No. Uh, we could get a. I could get a hundred replies from my recruiters group. I Excuse me. That's, okay. Our recruiter. Okay. I, I can get a hundred replies. Okay, I'll try. Is that, to get is that too much? I'll try to get twenty from my group. You have a hundred and twenty. Okay. 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 So we'll do that. We'll see what happens next week. We'll do it tomorrow. Okay. We'll, I got we'll a poll open all week long next week. Just spread the word. Say, somebody wants to say something. Go ahead. Do it. Was someone else talking? No. Okay. Why don't you do Look. it like a superlatives? Biggest hair, most long-winded message. See, that's not helpful, Jeff. 
Okay, I'm, Jeff, I'm just, you can't get I'm Jeff trying, to pick up man. I'm set. trying. You're not well, trying. we're talking on the speakerphone. I've heard you ask him before. He won't even reach up and pick up the handset. Okay, I'm look. picking up the handset. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, I'm just, I listen, point. I react, I get excited. I got to move on. I got to move on. I got to move on, Jeff. Okay, Somebody's sorry. got you on hold, man, and they're doing some dishes or something in the background. It's not me. I it's not Jeff. It. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Somebody's Maybe banging on a hammer. Just listen. I don't hear anything. Let me move ahead, Jerry. I gave you your time. Oh, I'm time. Okay. Last yeah. week, this is the time for the Recruiting Animal Award of the Week. Last week, I gave uh, Jerry's Facebook group the award for Recruiting Animal Group. Uh, recruiting. Uh, yeah, you can find that on Facebook. Recruiters who actually make placements. If you're a recruiter, we'll let you in. If you're not, you're out. Okay, that was the group of the year. Then uh, a couple oh, of years yeah! I gave Tim Sackett a Recruiting Animal Award for Writer of the Year, but there's not just one Writer of the Year. I'm going to give out another one for Writer of the Year, and uh, it goes to our good friend Sandra McCart. Sandra, if you don't know her, is an ornery Texan. I don't agree with everything she says, but she always makes me laugh, and I always find her interesting. I'll just give you a sample. Here's what she said the other day. Sorry this is getting so dragged out. I gave Jerry a little time, and he took advantage of me, okay? But here's Sandra. If people get their pictures taken in funny hats, they shouldn't get testy when somebody says they look dorky. If you don't like it, when I call people out for looking like slobs, too bad. In my part of the world, we walk straight at you and we don't play games. It might seem noble to claim that appearance doesn't matter, but it always has and it always will. I guarantee that if somebody showed up for an interview wearing that dorky hat you're wearing in that picture, they would not get hired. If you want to rock the boat, you better clean the barnacles. That's it. I mean, she's tough. She was talking to a real person, okay? So I like that kind of spunkiness, although that's not the word that really comes to mind. Aggressiveness, she's witty. I like her. She wins an award. Okay. Now to the guest. The guest today is a guy named, I think his name is said, Dane Enyard. Dane, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. How do you say your name? Uh, first name, you got it right. Last name is Anyar. It's got a little tilde above the N. Okay. It's spelled A-N-A-R. And his Correct. Twitter name, if you want to talk about him during the show, is Who is Dane? And it's Dane, like the Danes from Denmark. Is yep, that what you named after? Come on. That's your Twitter name? That is my Twitter name. And you're in you recruiting? Like... I am in recruiting. Hmm. I don't <laughs> like the name, man. It's weird. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Jeff, well, uh, Jeff, I can't make everybody Switch mine to who is Jerry. Jeff Newman. <laughs> Do you like his name? Uh, it makes me think of Dane Cook, so I'm kind of iffy. Who is Dane? Okay, I didn't mean his name. I meant his Twitter name. Sorry. Twitter name. Yeah, who is Dane? Who is Dane? Yeah. It still makes Google. me think of Dane Cook. If you wow. ask Google who is Dane, I actually beat out Dane Cook on Google searches. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's so, like being uh, the tallest midget. It's something, but you don't brag about it. Yeah, it's still something. Okay, I believe the Dane, word midget is illegal. Yeah, okay. Tell little person. Little hey, person. The tallest the little Let's person. We don't brag Let's about it. I'm the PC police. Let's get the show on the road. Okay, Please. Dean, 30 seconds. Who are you? Uh, I'm a corporate recruiter with an agency background. I've also worked in social media, marketing, and sales for the past. Social media for the past six, seven years, sales for the past 10-plus 
years, um, ex-ballroom dancer turned recruiter. You're a ballroom dancer. Oh, okay. Well, I can, can I ask a question, Animal? Yes, yeah, sir. What does worked in social media mean? I've never understood that. What so the best way to explain it mm-hmm. is that I, I basically sit on, on Facebook, short. Twitter. Please answer the question. Go ahead. Can I answer now? Yeah, okay. It's basically sitting on social media talking about whatever company that you're promoting via those channels. Okay. okay. I, I, mean, is, I mean, can you actually get paid for that? Yeah. Hold on. I, his LinkedIn profile doesn't say that. His LinkedIn profile says that he's an SEO consultant, search engine optimizer. Okay. So, I mean, get Ooh, real. That's okay? cool. Our point is he's a corporate recruiter. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. Uh, but I saw I saw I met Dane on on your group Jerry group of the year for 2014 and uh, the, the recruiters who actually make placements group yeah, the closed group yeah, for placement people only yeah that one okay okay yeah. wasn't sure what and one he, you're talking about he was uh, arguing that millennials are did he's a millennial he claims millennials are digital natives he says they grew up with the internet they're accustomed to. Uh, you know all these gadgets and gizmos, and uh, that gives them uh, an advantage in the real world. Is that true, Dane? I wouldn't say it gives them an advantage, maybe over some people, other people, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's uh, uh, an advantage for them towards finding a job or towards yeah, life. You're backing off. Okay. Okay. No, okay. but they are digital natives. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he, he was right on. Right on, Dane. Dan Cook, okay. famous comedian. What about, what about this, Jerry? Older yes. people like you use digital tools, but they're unaware of the tricks that make them really useful. Uh, that could be possible, but then again, I don't need a bunch of tricks. You know, I mean, I get, I get, I get done what I need to get done. Anybody else online you know, want to comment on this? You go, I mean, I don't have much to say. About I, it. I don't think it's a matter of new tricks. It's a matter of getting set in a in a way. My parents, uh, in their mid-60s, run an eBay business, very successful eBay business, antiques. They still log in through AOL. I tried to say why you don't need to log into AOL. You run an eBay business. No, we're very comfortable with that. That's the only way we want to do it. So they don't change it. My father refuses to use an ATM. He still waits in line at the teller. You get it's not that they don't want to use new things sometimes it's that you know it's I gotta changed. tell you maybe your father's smart if he has a problem at the bank the teller will recognize him and she might be more inclined to help him okay We're you know my my, my dad is my dad is seventy five he was just over here just this weekend and I said hey did you check out that email I sent you he said I don't check my email all the time he said if you want to get through to me send me a text if you send me an email send me a text that says go check your email. I don't want it sucking down my battery checking for email all day. Right on, Dad. Okay. Okay. So let's right move on. to another, another millennial question uh, for yeah, you, I'm Dane. Uh-huh. Dane, you with me? Yeah. Dane, still there? Yes. Millennials, yep. it says, are notorious for oversharing on social media and in the real world. With their no-filter culture, either hurting their ability. Oh, yeah. Will their no-filter culture hurt their ability to make meaningful networking connections. Since their social profiles are often filled with content that a professional networking connection might find objectionable. Okay, you tell me. 
I agree. I agree uh, 100% completely. Uh, I actually had a candidate that I had to rescind the offer on because he got tagged in photos that he either missed or actually approved, uh, showing him in the presence of illegal substances, drunk at a club in Vegas. And the my client, the employer, did not like that, and they rescinded the offer. So, yeah, people are oversharing what they're doing How in the personal lives. It is hindering them. How old was he? How old was he? I would say late 20s, early 30s. Can I can I add in a, a good example here? Is the here? landscape changing, or will it be changing? Let, let me add an example. There was, on on uh, the Facebook group, the very popular, award-winning Facebook group, a guy <laughs> posted, hey, we're, we're hiring a recruiter. Well, someone replied on there, hey, I'd be interested. You know, she, this person was a recruiter, so I took her name, clicked on it, went to her Facebook page. There's her picture flipping you off. Wow. So that's classy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that they do overshare. They're fully unaware. Many of them are fully unaware of of how that is um, impacting their business business plan. Yeah, right. But right there, my hey. question is, Idiot. my question is, as as millennials take over the workforce, will that landscape change? Will the you know personal profile and uh, professional profiles start to merge, and will certain things be overlooked because of the fact that more millennials are entering the workforce? I well, without a not. shadow, without a shadow of a doubt, and I'll give you an example that happened this week. Starbucks just changed its policy on um, baristas with sleeve tattoos on their arms being allowed to show their sleeves at work. When I started in this business, you had any tattoo anywhere, you weren't going to get hired. And, yeah, it's Starbucks. It's not Goldman Sachs. But with the amount of people who are now tattooed, that um, that taboo of what it was in 1960 to have a tattoo isn't there anymore. And I think when everyone has overshared and every 20-year-old has overshared, well, if everyone's overshared, then it's not a big deal anymore. You also have to look at the fact that there's a certain line that has to be drawn between appropriate and inappropriate within within the business world, within the professional world. I myself have a philosophy that I'm not going to post anything on any of my social media sites uh, or avenues that sh- that could potentially offend somebody's grandma. I'm not going to show a picture of me flipping the camera off or me drinking a beer or doing anything illegal because – somebody like one of you guys or any potential employer or client of mine could potentially see that information and pull away from wanting to work with me. As for tattoos, there's a lot of people out there with tattoos, full sleeves, full chest pieces, whatever you want to say, that aren't, uh, what's the word, offensive in any way. It's pure art to them. I think the acceptance of art is becoming more and more likely. Uh, and that's why you know Starbucks is allowing for sleeves and for other tattoos to be shown. But at the same time, if somebody walks into hey, an interview hey, with hey, a giant... Hey, 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 tip it up! You're losing me! You're losing me! Tip it up! You're talking in a monotone. Yeah. Get off the millennial topic, would you, animal? Is that all this guy's got? No, I got one more thing. I've right. read that eighty-four percent of millennials are active on Facebook and just fifteen percent on LinkedIn. Now, reading that, maybe they they mean they're on LinkedIn, but they're not active there. Is it is it possibly true that only fifteen percent of millennials have uh, profiles on LinkedIn? That's impossible. Dane, you're I you're supposedly a millennial. Do you have an opinion? 
I think it's impossible. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more on LinkedIn. Okay. Than just okay, I got more more stats, but Jerry wants to move on. Would you accept a friend request on Facebook from a candidate or a hiring manager? Depends. Hey, you know what? Somebody's listening to the show on their speakers at the same time as on their phone, so I can hear myself talking to myself through their speakers. Don't do that. Don't do that, okay? What's out of the ordinary for that, dude? What? You go around listening to yourself, talking to yourself all day. Okay. Dane, answer my question. Ignore Jerry, please. (laughs) Um, Depends. It all really depends on, on my relationship with them. Am I at that level where I could add them on Facebook and not be worried about it? Jerry? The only people on my Facebook page outside of the various weirdo recruiters that we're all connected with? Yeah. Uh, if I haven't been drunk with you, you're not hooking up with me on Facebook. Okay, so you would actually say to them, no, I don't take is, is, is Sandra McCord? Is Sandra McCord in the audience today? No, she never calls in. Oh, uh, well, she sent me a Facebook request from stuff that I posted in Jerry's group. Uh-huh. And I emailed, I PM'd her, and I said, listen, I say things that are very left-wing. I'm occasionally offensive. If you're cool with that, totally accepting your friend request. But if you're not cool, I don't want it to impact our business relationship. Yeah, you know what? You're changing. What, do you got a business relationship with her? I have a Facebook relationship with uh, her where on. she you're sees not, me in one light from what I post in, in the, the group. Where's the life in the show, Steve Levy? We're not talking about connecting with other recruiters on Facebook. We're you know talking what, about your customers. Well, I, I'm not, I'm not connecting candidate. with any candidate or HR manager unless they mention something to me that would get them in trouble at work in the sense of something they don't want work to know, then I'm cool, because then I know they'll keep my secrets, because I'm keeping theirs. But other than that, it's not unless I know you deeper, like Jerry said. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Dane. 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 Yes. Yes. What what would you do in this situation? Your hiring manager rejects your candidate as soon as he sees that the candidate doesn't come from an obvious competitor, because that's what he wanted. But you Mm -hmm. know... You know the work the candidate is doing is closely related to what they want. I think Jerry said once you're trying to convince someone that their first impression is wrong, your chance of placing the guy is going straight down the tubes. I don't agree with that. What about you? I don't agree with it to an extent. I want to know exactly why he is so specific on getting somebody from a competitor when the quality of work that this person is doing is similar or exactly what he needs on his team and his candidate. Yeah, okay. You're barking up the wrong tree nine times out of ten. Good luck with it, though, people. Okay, well, Bill Raden, Jerry, an expert. He Who? Creates Bill Raden. You've never heard of him? Never heard of him. Okay, he creates a comparison chart. You know, if the employer says this person doesn't appear to be qualified, he creates a spreadsheet that compares the candidate's credentials item by item with the job description and other candidates under consideration. So Bill, who's a trainer, thinks you can argue your point. And so do I, okay? Anybody else got an opinion? Any other recruiters on the line? No. Okay. No. Jerry, Jerry's going to sign up 500 people to vote for the for the most influential. Uh, that uh, isn't 500. That isn't 100. Okay. We can get 100 people. I can't even get a person to answer this question if they if they press the case with their candidate. I'll answer it. 
and recruiters on the line. You answered already, okay? What was the question? I missed it. The question was, if you present someone who's got the right, you know, he's doing, you know, he's doing the right work, but he's not from a competitor, okay? And and the hiring manager says, oh, I don't want anyone who's not with a competitor. Are you going to try to argue him down? Hold on, before you answer, while you're thinking of your answer, Alejandro, I did not say in that particular case to just drop it. I said once they've already decided your guy's out for broader reasons. You're just yeah, adding in this from a competitor thing now. No, the I'm talking about when depends. the customer says he doesn't have enough retail merchandising experience. And you're trying to say, well, he did do it for six months. And they're like, yeah, we need five years. And you're really just trying to wrestle with a dude who's not qualified. I'm it not depends, talking about though. some manager's definition of competitor. Come on, animal. That's a bait and switch. That was unfair. That was not, Jerry. I read exactly what you put there. Alejandro, go ahead. Here's the that situation. Do I have do I have juice with this not. hiring manager? Have I put people in there before? Am I am I more trusted than what just some regular? Search? What difference does that make? Oh. Come on. Hold on. Sorry, because Alejandro. Because if I know the company, Animal wants to know what, what difference does want, credibility and, and relationship make. There. <laughs> yeah. Right. Come on. Really? Okay. That that's one thing. Another thing is how late in the search is it? Are they casting about, you know, uselessly for six months because they can't get somebody directly for a competitor? It really depends on the situation. It's too broad a question. Yeah, and perhaps perhaps this manager already has somebody that he wants to hire, and he doesn't want this good new candidate coming through because that will blow him getting to get his cousin's nephew in there. Yeah, but you don't always have visibility of that. I know. Okay. Once you're doing battle, it's over. Okay. Oh, Listen to the right answer. Okay. If you pre- present somebody at any stage in the search, the beginning, the middle, or the end, and the guy raises a stupid objection like that, forget about him. Dump that guy. You don't want to work with him. He's an idiot. Okay. That's the answer. Maureen, are That's you on the line? Oh, what's I'm wrong here. with it, Mike? What's wrong? Defend yourself. <laughs> what well, did I stupid to. It's stupid to say you're just going to walk away from a, from a placement because somebody says something that you think is not making sense. If you do have a relationship like Andrew Alejandro mentioned, then you're going to leverage that and explain the benefits of looking outside of just five companies within five miles. What if you don't have a relationship? It's still stupid. You're still working the search. It's still a waste of time. You can't deal with a moron or a narrow-minded yes, genius. Okay. <laughs> Well, you can't just walk away unless you've got just oodles and oodles of business that you just can't keep and you know well, okay. hand, let's say, keep a handle okay, on. Let's then say you're not starving. You've got a choice. You don't want to work with that guy. Okay. It's not true Maureen. either. That's not true because sometimes people will thank you for it after the fact, after you've opened their eyes to the fact that they're wrong, and you show them what they, you know, the possibilities, and that deepens your relationship. You know what? You remind me of what all those stupid sayings I was quoting at the beginning of the show. If you if you don't go That's too it. far, you're never going to know how far you can go. Leap and the net will appear. It's not going to happen. You're making too big a risk with a goof. Someone who's a proven idiot. It has idiot. happened. Don't it has happened. What? What happened? So, somebody talking there. Okay, Maureen, did you have something mm-hmm. to say? Maureen, I didn't did you say have any. I didn't say anything. 
Okay, you had a great show yesterday. I just want to hand it to Maureen. You had a good show. I mean, it oh, was thanks. lively. I appreciate that. It was lively. I'm trying to get these guys, uh, you know, lively like you and Steve were, but it's just impossible. <laughs> this was lively? What are you talking about? I did it. There's just no music in it's it. It's not Maybe lively. This is not lively. Get the guy to sing a song. There's Jerry. Okay. Jerry. Jerry would never say it is, but that's, at least he's, once he's agreeing with me. Okay. I agree with you. Yeah, okay. Okay, Okay, but you know what? What Alejandro is saying, I I agree with Alejandro on this. You do have to push sometimes. You can't just roll into it. That's what I said, okay? You know, I I would like to say, rarely do I push, ever. Seriously. If if somebody says, hey, this this is why I'm not in it, I'm like, cool, all right, great. I now know what I need to do, and I go do it. I okay. spring forth with zeal. Okay, but Jerry, what about convincing a candidate? Let's let's turn it Man, on. To the- I don't need. I'm not convincing anybody anything anymore. I'm I'm done with that. You sound You're burned out, Jerry. Later. That sounds that sounds like a major burnout. That's what that's. No, I'm like not. Ma- no, it's 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 an awakening that try, we are dealing with careers here. Okay, this is this is major stuff. I understand that. I could I... easily convince somebody to buy a new wagon, even if they didn't want one. <clears throat> I'd be the best wagon salesman around. You walk by, you're leaving with a wagon. I'm not talking about pushing, you know, somebody to the wall, but I do think, you know, some gentle remonstration. What? No, well, that's what you are talking about. You're claiming that we're all saying we've well, got to argue them to the mat. No, I don't no, think anybody's I... saying that here. Somewhere, be- somewhere between my philosophy and backing somebody into a corner, closer to the back someone into a corner is where I think the general frame of reference has been for so. years in our business. Oh yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. Does anybody else think so on the line? Yeah, Steve Finkel is always corner. Rebut them, rebut them, rebut them. Corner them. Use a Socratic no. method. Res- respect, them. respectfully, Maureen. I'm talking about the recruiting and send out and offer side of things. I'm not talking about name gathering. I will back somebody into a corner if I'm if I need a name of somebody. I mean, I'm going to corner that person because Let's I'm not hear that Jerry. I want to hear that. I want to hear well give me no, an example. No, I'm just saying if I really need to find the name of somebody, I'm not taking no for an answer because it's an inanimate thing. It's not a, there's not a person's livelihood involved. What, That's well, what not my product. Say? I'm just name getting. Okay, when the guy says, I don't know anybody, what do you say? I know you uh, do. Now you're talking know. about referraling. Okay, yeah, that's that not name sourcing. Oh, that's a great word, referraling. It just kind of rolls off your tongue. You know what? It, it, it stinks, Maureen. That's <laughs> like why you that. like those weird words. They're no I good. I do like Where's the guest? Come on, let's get him back oh, in. Hey, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> good good point, Alejandro. Thank okay. you. I got it. No, Dane told me before the show. He said, "Look, I didn't prepare." I said, "Don't worry about it, okay?" Now, if you want to talk, Dane, and we're forgetting about you, you just jump in. Say, "Hey, I'm still here." Don't forget about uh, me. I'm listening to you guys banter back and forth about every topic, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. So I'm just having a good time on my end. Okay, okay. That's the best That's kind the of guest, kind of okay? He's making the show good. He thinks about the show, not himself. So okay, I'll, I'll ask Dane. Dane, do you badger people into submission? Depends on the situation, but if it's a candidate, if it's a hiring manager that said no to my candidate because of 
let's use animals example that they're not coming directly from a competitor, I will badger them because I know what that hiring person or that hiring them. manager needs. I will mm-hmm. put them in the corner if I feel that my candidate is exactly what they want. But if I don't have that rapport with them, I'm going to take that answer and be like, okay, what is it that you don't like about him, or why do you need a competitor? And then I'll go find him. That's not badgering, though. That's just having right, a conversation. Right. Nobody's badgering. I don't think uh, anybody's actually badgering unless they're taking the animal of a pro- uh, approach of, I don't care if I ever talk to this person or, or place somebody at this company ever again. That's not I'm my willing approach. to burn that the animal. The end result of animal's, animal's approach is... Somebody's going to win, and somebody's going to walk away being proven wrong. That's okay. animal's approach. No, no. Okay, look, here's my approach. I bust my, you know what, trying to find yes. somebody. Yeah, and I find a good guy, and they say, oh, no, he's too young. Are you crazy? I'm not going to go over and look for somebody because you think he's too young. The you recruiting cycle person. ends in tears. But hold on, dude. <laughs> He wouldn't say he's too young. He would say he doesn't have enough experience, and either he does or he doesn't. Don't tell me he wouldn't say he's too young, and that's what I was told, okay? And I said, no way. I'm not going back out there until you see this guy, okay? That's what I said. All right. Okay, that, that was, that, that was probably that a placement, for you? right? How'd that work you know, for that, you? The guy, they, he got the offer, and they turned them down. <laughs> <laughs> Those young kids, they don't know what they're doing, and that's exactly why he didn't want to interview them. Should have listened to your customer. Dane. Define Dane. young kids. Yeah, okay. I've 41. Okay. <laughs> 41. Okay, look, okay, but you've got a candidate now, and the candidate says no, okay? Um, and he de- Okay, and, you know, uh, will you call him back next week? For the same company? No. What? Yeah, if, for the if same thing. No, I wouldn't. If he says no, he says no. Anybody I'm not else? Badger him to work for somebody that he doesn't want to work for. You're not, okay, you're not badgering him right on the spot. You're just checking in. You know what? I thought I'd touch base. It's such a great job. I thought maybe you thought of. Yeah, just touching base. Yes, but if you're gonna if you're gonna use the term badgering, I'm not gonna badger the guy. But I am gonna touch base with him and be like, hey, it's still open. You still interested? I did it for a candidate for an entire year. I touched base with her for. You know, every couple of weeks, be like, hey, job's still open. You still want it? That's not bad. Do this? Does anybody think that's not bad? That's not badgering? Come on. Jerry, is that badgering? Call every two weeks? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anybody she else? She took the job. She took the job after a year of wow. checking in every couple of weeks. That, that's all that counts. That's all that counts. Yeah. Anybody else got a, uh, would anybody else call back someone who said no later on? I would later on, like six months down the road, see how it's going. Yeah. If anything see, changed. Because I'm going to let them say no, and I'm not going to piss them off. They're not going to have to be backed into a corner and finally stop taking my phone call just to get me to leave them alone. I accept it. I move on. I follow up. How's it going? They don't want to talk yeah, to you it, ever it, again, animal. Don't you ever <laughs> dial their number. You son of a bitch. Anybody who hasn't said anything wants to <laughs> Wants to say, wants to talk. Anybody who's you know being, being crowded out of the conversation wants to talk. I'm I'm, I'm going to give you the spotlight. Yeah, like they're going to jump into this shark. Fest. Why not? It's, it's Badgers Anonymous. Yeah, yeah Badger. My name's Jerry, and I've been a badger for 27 years. <laughs> I thought honey badgers don't give a shit though. <laughs> right. Badger. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pauline Rogers, our friend in Australia, she says that if you leave a voicemail. 
and the person doesn't call back, when you call him or her again, you're going to seem like a stalker. So she doesn't leave voicemail. That leaves, gives her the chance to call back again and again and again without looking bad. Okay? Anybody got a, an opinion on that? They they don't have caller ID there down under then. Most most recruiters block their <laughs> caller their their number. Okay, Jerry. Sorry. I think like that's absurd. Why? That's absurd. <laughs> Private number, caller ID blocked. Nothing says recruiter calling like that. You know what? Absurd. You called me two times this morning with your number blocked. Dude, I don't know didn't... why it does that. I'm serious. <laughs> I I never call block anything. My phone's the same as it's always been. You know what? A recruiter you messed has up because you were trying to block his incoming calls? No, nothing. Sometimes this is just so... But your customer knows that you've called 60 times, and I shouldn't even say customer. The person that's hiding from your badgering, has they've got <laughs> caller ID. It shows right there. Missed calls. 73. Shows right okay. there. So okay. you may as well leave a message. Okay, I, I I always thought a recruiter has to block the number, so mm. you're calling a candidate nobody can see on his or her screen. Oh, that sure. <laughs> Anybody else? Played stupid. Okay, we know what Jerry thinks now. Anybody else got an opinion? <laughs> about what? Se- secret caller. About using the voicemail. <laughs> about about the voicemail. You know, taking away your chances. You can't. She said you can't call a person a hundred times if you're going to be leaving voicemail, because it looks like you're bugging them. But if you don't leave voicemail, you can call them a thousand times. Well, you know, they say you have to leave five voicemails before somebody will call you back. Uh, oh, that my. That seems like a lot. At the end of five voicemails, they don't like That seems like a lot. I've done it. They don't like you. One at a time, please. One at a time. Okay. The trick is in, is in not calling them too close together. You want to call them maybe every second or third, every two or three days. You know, call time. them on Monday and then on Thursday, then on maybe on Monday and then on Wednesday. And call um, at the right times. time, also, right, Maureen? What? Call them at the right time. What's the, not, what, you not, mean? Don't call them at in the do, evening. Don't call them at ten forty-five in the morning. They're in meetings. They're busy. Mm-hmm. Call them at. Well, if I call them at six a.m. while they're still getting ready for work. Yeah, I, I like seven thirty. <laughs> Like I mean, Sunday I've evening called at people 6 at that time before. I know that they go to work at 8.30. I'm going to call them at 7 when they're waking up. Hey. Really? Glad I finally got a hold of you. Got a second chat? I know you're just eating breakfast right now. What are they going to say? Uh, no. I'm in the shower. Why'd you answer your phone then? Okay, well, some people will Well, we will talked get about this on the show yesterday. If they answer their phone, don't ask them, is this a good time to talk? No, just start Everybody talking. asks. Everybody tells you I that. I know, but they might, don't. They might be in a meeting. How are you gonna How are you gonna find out? Are you, they you know, wouldn't answer okay their talk? phone if they were in a if they couldn't talk. They assume that if they answered their phone, they can talk. I, I often answer the phone just to tell people to screw off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. don't assume that they're ready for a conversation just because they answered the phone. I'm gonna okay. call you later next week and and just see if it's okay. It's if it's an okay time for you to talk at that point. Okay, okay. I, I told some people who've been on recently that well, I'll do some ads for them for free, and I'm going to do two of them right now. Ad number one. Hey, recruiters. Hey, recruiters. Why wait till the end of the hiring process to do a reference check when you can qualify your candidate right away at Relate.com? Relate.com. For $15, you can get education, verification, 
a resume fact check and reference feedback. Go to R I L L A T E dot com and use the promo code Animal to get a fifteen percent discount today. Okay. <laughs> okay. Add number two. I'll, awesome. do both of them. I'll do both of them. Is that fifteen percent on fifteen dollars? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How much is that? Not How much. much. Is that? <laughs> It's a little, but hold on. If you order a bulk, a whole load of them, like that's the idea, volume, 15% mm-hmm. could add it's $15, $15 on $100, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Ad number two. Hey, everybody. Jeremy Ames was a recent guest on this show. He's an HR systems consultant, and he wants you to know that if you need an HR system, he can find one and implement it for you, and it's going to be totally suited to you. And you can find him at Hive as in Beehive, HiveTechHR.com, HiveTechHR.com, or call them at 508-533-1918. 508-533-1918. Thank you. Okay, ads are over. Was it, were they good? No, okay. Uh, uh, no, I, I, yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, good. Okay. So it's making the show a lot of money. <laughs> Zero. How much okay. commission do I get? Now, yeah, you get you get half a zero, okay, Jerry? Right. Okay, okay. Now, okay. Now, Jerry, don't screw me. Dane, I want you to hear this. Dane, okay, the older people had an argument on Facebook this week, and, you know, you might learn something from it. Margot argued with Jerry, HR Margot. She said Twitter is great for building recruiter credibility. <laughs> <laughs> recruiter outreach. <laughs> And, and recognition. You can build a pipeline, she says. Okay? And uh, I think the uh, MN headhunter, the Minnesota headhunter, agreed with her. He said, credibility comes when I attend an event, I take a picture, and then tweet it. Okay? Because... Oh, uh, go ahead. Okay, so... No, I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to stuff those in my family album. I just Damn. love those pictures of anonymous places. Yes. Thank Dane, God you, uh, okay. somebody's posting pictures of offices I'll never be in. Well, this is how he does it, actually. <laughs> he emailed 35 people. Well, anyway, go ahead. Dane, do you think it's a, that Twitter is, is good for building uh, a network of uh, recruiters and building credibility <clears throat> with them? It's outreach and recognition and credibility, just like H.R. Margot said, or is Jerry right? Jerry he right. said, turn it off. Turn it off. Unless you have 40,000 followers that are all candidates and all recruiters that are all paying attention, it's pointless. I, and I would skip the recruiters that are following you. They're, it's pointless for any recruiter from a business I, and recruiting I perspective. I, I, you have 140 characters to get your point across. Is that really enough? Especially, And what are you trying to do? You're trying to build a following. You're trying to build this relationship. Use Facebook. Use LinkedIn. Use Instagram. Nobody's following anybody. Call them if you want to build a relationship with them. I used okay, to well, find you just said you build a relationship on Facebook. How do you do that on Facebook? You just said you wouldn't necessarily accept a person as your friend. I don't have to accept a person to build a relationship with them. I'm a part of a group of you guys, and I've built a relationship with you. You know people, what? You're not going to make any money on out of us. You get invited to be on a show like this for free, okay? That is You're not true. making money from me. What, you know, I don't know what I do if I miss. If you were on whispering, I, I would feel lonely. <laughs> I would feel something missing from the show. And in fact, last week, that's what happened at the end. People were saying, "Where is Maureen?" 
Didn't hear any whispering. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You uh, should have Dave. her whisper the next commercial. Dave, yeah, you know, well, it'll be a sexy, sexy. Noxima, take it off. Take it all off. Okay, uh, glass oh door, do you use it? I have in the past. In what way? Uh, candidate searching, uh, posting reviews for companies that I've worked for, uh, reading reviews on companies that I've interviewed with. I mean, I've used it spur- uh, sporadically here and there. Sporadically. Uh, okay, so you try to recruit people from Glassdoor? I tried for a little bit. I didn't find much success in it. I find Glassdoor more useful for reading reviews on interviews and companies that I'm potentially wanting to work with. Oh, okay. So you take it. What about? I was at a conference this year or last year, and uh, you know some of the people there. I I, I met in, internal recruiting managers, and they took what was said there very seriously, and they were really concerned about building up their employer brand on Glassdoor. And I was shocked, and I was wondering, does it really have any effect, or are they just grasping at straws? Any opinion? I think branding or their brand acknowledgement and them trying to build that reputation is a good thing because if you have a bad reputation, why would somebody want to work for you? If you know that a specific industry is going to get worked over 10 times versus going to another company because they just like to slave work their employees, why would you want to do that? Unless you have a specific reasoning to to put up with that, why would you want to work in a bad situation like that? Okay. Uh, so I don't under, really understand if you answered my question. Like, is it worthwhile? Does it have a real effect? Anybody got a comment? Glassdoor? It's worthwhile. No? Who said it's worthwhile? I did. Your guess. Okay, your guess. You, well, you just wasted your time on it. Okay. Remember well, him? Next question. Who's the guest? Next question. Jerry Crispin says, Jerry Crispin. Oh, Jerry Crispin, a legend in our industry. A legend, yeah. He said, interviews alone without other assessment tools have at best a 1% advantage over chance when it comes to selecting a candidate. Interviews alone, like they're just like flipping a coin, essentially, is what he's saying. Dane, do you agree with that? Can you say that one more time? My phone cut out. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you're killing Interviews. me. Interviews. Oh, Interviews. God, my phone. Interviews. None of us were listening either, dude. That's that's the funny part here. Okay. Well, yeah, you could have just told me for not listening. Interviews He's don't not. really give you an. They're not a good method of selecting people. You know, you have to use other tools. Maybe he meant personality assessment tools. I don't know what he was talking about. But really, internet interviews on their own are not a good way to select candidates. Do you agree or disagree? Disagree. Now, you said internet interviews? No, interviews. Interviews. Just interviews in general. I, I don't see why that would not be a good way to choose somebody. You're getting to meet with them in person. You're getting to see them in, in their raw. Yeah. Why wouldn't that be a good decision? I mean, you can put them through every single test, personality test, but what is that going to tell you? That they play along with everybody else? Yeah. On paper, put them in the okay. ring with everybody okay. else and so see how I well they are. I just want to make it you. clear. You're disagreeing with Jerry Crispin, who analyzed... Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't want to be any party to any of that. <clears throat> okay, I just want to get it clear. You think Jerry Crispin, who does all kinds of analyses of corporate hiring, 
you think he's wrong. Is that right? I'm disagreeing with that statement that he made. I'm not saying that he's wrong. He may have other... Look out, he's wrong. Look out for the lightning. Look out for the Don't be gutless on this show. Say, yeah, I think he's wrong. He's an old fuddy-duddy, and I'm a millennial. Can we get that in I, context? Is there an uh, article or something you can link, Animal? Because I don't see – I mean, what else is he advocating? He didn't say. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm sure he okay. said. Okay, how about this one? Glenn Cathy says we're almost out of time. Is there any topic that, you know, that you'd like to bring up that, you know, you think we might not get to, Dane? No, Anything no I'm, just, I'm good with everything that you talk talking about. Uh, you don't have any special passions in recruiting that you want to talk about, right? Not that I can think of. We've pretty much touched base on... Okay, you're looking for a did. job. Are you looking for a job right now? I looked at your LinkedIn yes. profile. So why don't you tell us, who do you want to work for? Is there anything you could say about that? I would love to work with a company that is up-to-date, that isn't still stuck in the 90s of recruiting, and would love to be a part of a team that actually gets things done and actually wants to move forward with their team and their company and technology and everything else of that sort. And if you can somehow tie that into into was For me, what I hear is blah, 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 blah. That was so vague, it said nothing. Does anyone else want to help Dane improve his self-presentation as a recruiter? That, what are you what, looking for? I, I want to know what the 90s of recruiting is. Yeah, what does that elaborate? mean? Can you elaborate? Good question. Taking up a phone book and dialing through it, which I've done. Wow. Yeah, that's not cool. No, I wouldn't want that. So, I mean, go ahead, elaborate. What, what do you view as, you know, ne- uh, next generation recruiting, we'll say? Being able to utilize the tools that are available to us versus agreeing or disagreeing with them. I want to. I would like to work for a company that actually understands technology and understands where candidates are hanging out and goes there to fish with, and goes there to go looking for them. Okay, well, here, can you think of a time when you were working with a company that didn't understand technology? Are we talking about reality here or fantasy? What are you basing this on? Reality. With my last company that I worked for, we still utilize faxing resumes in. We still utilize people wanting to come in and drop their application off versus actually emailing Whoa. it to us. Emphasize or utilized? I mean, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You want to update your systems, but do you want to cut off channels, too? I understand what he's saying now. These guys were working with hard copy resumes. <clears throat> Forget them, Okay. They're not in the 90s. They're in the 80s. Okay, but I have a question. I thought Dane was a corporate recruiter. Yeah, he is. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. No, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, respectfully, uh, Dane, you're not recruiting right now, are you? Not for corporate, no. I'm not. Okay, why do you say he's a corporate recruiter? I I must have missed something. I'm sorry. I was in with a corporate recruiting position. Okay, and how long were you doing that? Two years. Okay. And they were using paper? Yeah. The area that I was covering, yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's something. Here's some, maybe the last question. Uh, I think Maureen and uh, Scott Love and uh, a bunch of people. Gary Staubel. Bill Raden. No, not Bill Raden. Jerry Crispin. No. <laughs> John Sumser. No, I'm gonna. Shelly. No. Listen, they were talking about how to deal with a gatekeeper, and I just had the exact opposite uh, opinion. Uh, Gary Staubel says, hi, 
this is Gary Staubel calling for Robert. He says, you, you know, you just have to be not friendly. You have to sound authoritative, polite, but not friendly and authoritative. And if, they, if the receptionist asks you a question, you just say, it's regarding a confident. What's this about? Regarding a confidential manner that I need to discuss with Robert. Yeah, they've never heard that. <laughs> they've <laughs> never heard that. Right. Could you repeat that? I need to write that down word for word. Yeah. yeah. Up goes the flag. That's, that's going to change yeah. the industry right there. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, and then he says, <laughs> if you're asked what kind of company you are, we are a consulting firm called ABC Search. Can you put me through to Robert now? <laughs> Give me a break. Well, She's not going to do it. Look, man. Who, who said these things? John Sumser. Look, man, I got here's the simple thing, man. You call in, you say who you're calling to, and they're gonna say who's calling. Pretend like you think they just said who are you calling? Can you repeat the dude's name? And then she'll say, No, may I tell him who's calling? You make it seem like you're still having a hard time hearing. You're saying, Yes, I'm calling for Robert, please. And you just have I'm telling you, they put you through every single time. They don't want to deal with it. Bam, and you're in. I'm not kidding you. All this stuff's so complicated. People. Gosh. A little bit of fake disorientation goes a long way. Long way. Maureen, try that. I'm telling you. It's true. It's true. Okay. No, no. He says, as soon as they ask you a question... As soon as you say, you know, I'm I'm this or I'm that, you answer their question, and then you immediately say, can you put me through to Robert now? Those Robert gatekeepers, you know, they don't like being bossed around. They're telling Maureen, please, uh, I can't hear you whispering too loud, okay? Too loud. Maureen, it's too loud. Hey, uh, Dane, Dane, your uh, LinkedIn link in your resume is dead. Yeah, it is. So you know. It is. It is. Oh, I, I found that. Too. I found that. Too. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that. I'm going to fix that right now. Okay, but Dane, I'm going to tell you something. You've got, to, you've got to fix up your self-presentation. I mean, at least if you're looking for a job, and I got to tell you something. You presented your you presented yourself well on this show. You're very well. Speaker. Very well indeed. Yeah. You're a good speaker, but when we asked you about what kind of job you want, what kind of company you want to work for, fell apart. He fell so apart. vague. It was so vague. It just put me to sleep. I mean, you know, be Animal. more clear. Say, you know, look, I want to use. Uh, I don't want to be with a company that's, you know, still using hard copies. I want to have an ETS. That's number one. And then, you know, Animal. maybe talk about the industry. Maureen, I'm doing battle with you now. Okay, please, <laughs> please be kind. We're almost at the end. Okay, I think uh, I think it's time to go to to Jerry's show. Anybody else got something they'd like to talk about? I got more questions. I'll leave. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yes. No. From here on, at the end of the animal show, we will have an ASMR session. That's right. Can I speak to Robert, please? <laughs> Thank you, Dane and you. Man, 
glad that that kind of uh, wrapped up a little early. There was just nothing there. A nice guy. Dane's a very, seemed like a nice guy. What was that show even about? Nothing. Anything? I mean, last week. <clears throat> what was last week's? Remind me. Shemolinsky of uh, Spring Roll. No, that, no, that one was. That I actually enjoyed that one. Rock and roll guy or whatever. I hung up. Yeah, oh the music yeah, guy. the guy that knew uh, his. The Beatles. Closest thing to fame was Dio's <laughs> guitar player. There you go. Hey, okay. Morgan, are you done whispering? Or are you actually not aware that you're whispering? And you've got someone there and you're reading stories? No, I know I'm whispering. Okay. <laughs> I've got so nothing did, to add or say. Did you like that? Yeah. Did you like that? It's so not that I hard to just be... I just, I just put it up on, on Twitter. Oh, so from now on, at the end of the animal show... We'll do that. We'll have an AS. It's called ASMR, and we'll have an ASMR session. So anyone who needs to relax in the middle of the day can call in and listen to the ASMR session. What's ASMR? Wow. What is that? It's a it's a new big thing. ASMR, huh? Is there, ASMR. Do they do, is that the best way? Is is there recruiting going on? <laughs> well, are there jobs available? It's called autonomous sensory meridian response. And, oh, and I love that! I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Go, go do some research. I love it. Okay. It's really cool. It's really cool. And I put some tweets out, and you guys go watch the video. That's why you like to listen to me. Audio. Oh my Sensory no, meridian yeah, yeah. response. Yeah. It's a distinct, pleasurable tingling sensation. How's come I now? When you finding hear certain sounds. ASMR, <coughs> doctor role play session. That too. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. X, X, minimize, back, done, gone, clear history, boom. All right. Wow. Um, the show is boring, and I'm going to give it a 62. What are you grading, though? All of it. I don't think it was boring. All of it. That no, I thought it was no, fun. What was there That's to grade on that one? That was an overall show show score from from Animal's I, intro to the to the fi- time he finally uh, shut it down. There was no substance there, nothing <clears throat> other than the stuff I added. He <laughs> <laughs> had some good questions that uh, came up a little bit. Not not so much for the uh, for the guest. Yeah. What was your favorite question of the show today? Oh, um, he it was come uh, with Animal's it. comment about um, how to yell at hiring managers. I, I think the when to take no for an answer topic is it's a good one. I mean, uh, I don't think we need to bug people. <clears throat> that goes for the whole crowd of people that think that they're only recruiting these passive candidates who are not available on the Internet and can only be found through, dare I say it, Maureen, phone sourcing. Yeah, well, it's basic sales skills, don't you think? And people don't have them. They they don't understand it. As long as you can get to the no quickly and understand why it's a no, Mm -hmm. I'm cool cool with that. 
Now, yeah. I don't like never getting to where you're making a presentation and you just assume that a no was on the way. Right. Well, you know, so you shut it down. Alejandro makes a good point, you know, when he talks about not getting emotionally invested in things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's also, but Jerry's point about why the no is relevant, you know. If if you just take no for an answer, you're going to be uh, you're gonna be hurting for certain because how many calls do you got to make before you actually get to talk to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So you just take that no and then, oh, okay, and just keep moving. You want to dive in a little bit. You want to find out what the no is really about, you know, Negotiation doesn't start till someone says, no, I read, somebody said that. It was a good quote, you know? But the topic came up because somebody mentioned that he was having to go back to his manager and, no, no, it was, it was, and I'll, I'll save the names, but if anybody wants to know these names, join recruiters who actually make placements on Facebook. You just look it up, join. If you're a recruiter, you're in. Sorry about the ad. This this guy and and he's one of our favorite guys over there because he he adds daily what's going on on his desk and it's great. He said a month ago he introduced a candidate. Well, two weeks ago some other recruiter tried to jam the candidate in there, but the company said, "Nah, we already had the resume." So the recruiter number two lied about something and said, "Well, yeah, that guy didn't even want the job anyway." Well, everybody started talking about. Well, no, you you have the right to represent, and you should get the candidate to send a letter, blah, blah, blah. My point is, if you sent the guy in there a month ago, they don't want to interview this dude. So why are you fighting over who owns the guy that's not even going to get a send out anyway? Well, several people mentioned, oh, well, the, he, the manager just needed more information, and, and he didn't think that he was a qualified guy, and I've been talking to people – Covering why he is qualified, blah, blah, blah. That's the example. It's when you're spending weeks trying to convince a manager, no, you really should interview this dude. That's wasted time. Not, hey, have you got a second to talk about your career? And the guy says, no. You say, all right, and you hang up and you're done forever. I mean, you want to find out, cool, is it a timing issue or or what? So that's all I'm saying. Understand what's being said no to. And once you clearly understand that, move on. So, so you don't fight for candidates, Sherry? No. Wow. Gave up on it. All right. It's it's so much easier to understand why they're not going to interview the person and find somebody that's got that. Yeah, but if but if they're clearly mistaken, you know, they say, well, oh, well I'm, I'm not interested. Yeah, so, I'm not talking about if there was a mistake made, no. No, yeah, okay. no, but no, I would understand why they were saying, hey, I don't want to interview this person. You know, like if you said, well, he's never worked in a manufacturing company, and I knew that ABC Corp was a manufacturer, and I'm like, yeah, well, actually, ABC Corp is a manufacturing company. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. But if it's he's never worked with C Sharp, and I'm trying to explain, well, yeah, he really has, and it's not on the guy's resume, and it's nowhere on there. Once you're trying to dig up some minuscule evidence that he does have what the manager couldn't readily see on the resume, I, I'm just, I just but don't it, do that. But if you didn't present him as relevant in the first place, that's your fault. You know, if if he has worked with C-Sharp at you know a job last year, and you didn't make sure that was included, that you already screwed the pooch. Forget about fighting at that point. 
Yeah, and 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 maybe it's just that I rarely run into this. <laughs> you know, when I send somebody to my customer, they're going to interview them. You know, yeah, so I'm you, not you send the right candidate. I'm but, not but, playing pin the tail on the donkey, sending resumes around the country, fighting for explaining my candidate and why they really are qualified. So, no, so you've if never the resume is on my customer's desk, they're going to interview them. You've never placed somebody who they the can uh, the hiring manager said he didn't like them at first blush, and then Probab- probably probably not. Wow. I mean, maybe maybe one out of a thousand times, maybe I don't know. The time spent on badgering a customer and proving that they're wrong in their assessment of somebody. Nah, a first impression is the hardest thing to change. We know that, right? So once the first impression's been made of your candidate, man, you're 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 fighting a you're fighting an uphill battle all the time. So I mean that gets to the further methodology or the thinking is you better make that first impression with your manager. That's but I can't get into stuff. I mean that's that's too heavy for for you guys. Maureen, I mean not you, Alejandro, just Maureen. All right, anybody else? I, I'm going to say the show gets a 62, unless I hear otherwise. I'm with you on that one. Anybody else? That's about right. The guest got pushed into the background. So we're basically um, putting a number on our side. Hello. I thought it was an entertaining show, but... <laughs> Yeah. Somebody, somebody else want to add a score? Maureen would probably like to give it a hundred, but well, <laughs> well, it's certainly can, almost. Can I give it a hundred? There you go. You got a hundred there, Jerry. Any other scores? Anybody? Are you kicking uh, out low and high scores? Is that is that how it still works? <laughs> I see no reason that the show shouldn't get a sixty-two. But I'm open to ideas here. I've got a minute. Any, anybody think that that was just a number? This is a stellar show. Jerry, this is Jeremy. Can you hear me? Who is it? Jeremy Ames. How you doing? Jeremy Ames. How's it going? Good. I was on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, we recall. It was one of the best ones ever. Oh, uh, yeah. You say that probably all the time. <laughs> well, I do. but <laughs> No, but uh, I thought you got it, it was heading down a path that I was enjoying. You were talking about the whole recruiting millennials and, and looking up people's social profiles and and how that impacts, you know, and then that kind of got shut down, and then it went into the show seemed to go into a spiral after that. So that that was my take on the show. Yeah, and that, that's a good point. I mean, it had potential. So should, yeah, yeah. at a minimum, should it get a seventy then, people? Or is sixty-two the right number? Come on, somebody convince me. Oh, I mean, anybody, Give Alejandro? It Give it a seventy. What's Jeremy's score? Uh, kind of confirmed the be, it would have been about a 70 or a 75 until the last, the last 10 minutes too. were rough. That's fine, too. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Whatever works for you. The whispering was getting me a little bit antsy. Maureen, you're really now trying to uh, sabotage the show. You're doing the whispering, and I think you've got, like, a loud TVS with the news on in the background, and you're talking no, to some repairman. No, no, Is there a repairman no, no. over there? A what? Do you, that was her husband. Was that Bob? No, no. I'm in Cincinnati today. Oh, I, and 
Of course, mm-hmm. we all know that you live separate lives, and that means that you're not in whatever city your husband is. Well, I'm in, I have <laughs> I'm a, a house in saying? Cincinnati. But I'm down I go, no, that wouldn't be Bob. I'm at home now. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I've got somebody <laughs> doing some work in a kitchen today. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> all right. Well, super. Sorry about that. I you guys are all great it. people, and I'm glad that you called. I really am. Is, is there any topic, any anything that anybody needs to get off their chest? We've got a few more minutes. It's only one oh seven. I thought. Do we want to uh, vent about anything? Jerry, no. Yeah. We want to fight about anything. Somebody wants to say something. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask something at the very end, and, and okay. it had to do. It had to do with the, uh, you know, the fact that he wasn't in. He didn't have current employment, and you guys were asking him about, you know, what what he's looking for, and. And it's actually, he started going up down the path of, like, you know, talking negatively about his past experience. So I wanted to ask him what he would have changed, like, if he was trying to make a change over there at his previous job on how they handled the technology and recruiting. We never Ooh, really that would have been a good that. question, yeah. Yeah. Like, what, or what he learned from there that he'd really like to apply yeah. at his next place, rather than just they were a bunch of backwards hicks, uh, facts and resumes around and, Right, filling out written application forms. Yeah, that's that. I was hoping that that would be asked, but could never chance myself. You know, I kind of would like to go back to that just a little bit, just for like a couple months, you know, just to refresh myself with all the stuff that we have automated. Yeah, I'm going manual, a 90-day <laughs> manual <laughs> cleanse. Yes. So that's going to join me. Facts. What? All facts, like you're using the the, the no, I'm talking of, of mail. I may even have to go snail mail. Yeah, snail mail. Uh, or perhaps hand delivery. Pony Express. We used to have <laughs> we used to have these these uh, slips that we made. This was in the 80s with with our profile picture on there. You know, in the upper corner, it would be like a small like letterhead, a little uh, notepad thing. And you would write up the the facts about your candidate on the top, you know, clip it with their resume and put it in a nice little, uh, you know, executive little binder, and and drop it off to the customer either either in the lobby, hey, dropping this off for Sandy, or stop by in person and talk about the person. Yeah, we used to do that 25 years ago, 30 years ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Hand delivery of all candidates for the next 90 days. I don't know. Half? Half the time, maybe? Nope, I'm doing it. I can't. I need to. Do it. When you do that, could you I'm take struggling. a picture of yourself and post it on Twitter? And, mm-hmm. and Yes, I could. Wasn't wasn't that one of the topics today? Well, see, cause darn it. Here's, here's the problem, though. Well, not a problem. I've going to be working with a customer in Wisconsin and I can imagine that we will have candidates for them probably every day maybe I should uh, rent an executive home in Madison for like 90 days and every candidate that comes to me I will print it off on this nice letterhead and hand deliver it over there to be followed up with their their, uh, e-document have a good week, everybody. All right. You're all the best. <laughs> Later. When you're sad and when you're lonely.